name's Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. I'm Hamad Zaidi, and I still have a disability. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. This is also our Diamond Edition, buddy. This is number 75. Ooh, yeah, there you go. Can you believe we've done 75 of these? I know, it's crazy. Well, especially because we've been doing so many of them lately. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So thank you to everybody out there that has continued to listen to us throughout the year. We just hit number 75. Hey, Jonathan, today I want, well, first of all, I want to tell you that I'm on cloud nine. Ooh, right okay. Now. Okay. Awesome. I, today's a really good day because last night at 2.33 in the morning, mm. I finally finished the one-hour television pilot that's based on this podcast. Nice. So it's it's the you would you would say this is the final sort of draft. Like you're not going to really edit it much anymore. Well, no draft is final until somebody gives you a check. Okay. <laughs> this is the final draft I'm going to do before we send it out. So my routine in the morning is to get up, check my email make whatever quick calls I need to make to people on the East Coast, if any. Then I take my daughters to school, both girls. I come back. I walk Sunny, my dog. And then we hop on this podcast before I go on with my day to do other things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So I guess it's been about 14 minutes now. About 14 minutes ago, I'm walking Sunny, and there's this nice young lady walking her dog in the opposite direction, meaning she's coming toward me. Yeah. As you know, most dog owners like meeting the other dogs. Right. She's got this little dog. My dog's a yellow Labrador. So when I see a cute little dog, I lighten my voice. I'm like, hey. Right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I start guiding Sunny over to her dog, and I say, hey. And this woman looks directly at me, and she goes, give me a break. I'm way too tall for you. (laughs) I looked at her and I'm like, I was talking about our dogs. And she didn't say anything else. She just kind of chuckled and gave me a look like, yeah, right. Yeah, she's like, sure, good recovery, buddy. (laughs) And then she just walked away. Oh, my goodness. I sat there thinking, listen, lady, I'm on cloud nine today. I'm in a good mood, so I'm not going to let this affect me. Plus, I think it's really funny. First thought was, I can't believe you just you thought that that's what I was doing. <laughs> and my second thought was, well, wait a minute. If I were taller, would you be interested? <laughs> Is it only the, the fact that I'm short? Or maybe if she was shorter. Or yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I found that to be really funny. But the reason I mentioned that I finished the pilot last night. Yeah. I finished the pilot last night at about two fourteen in the morning. Okay. And then I took Sonny out to celebrate. Yeah. So yeah. I took Sonny out for a 2.15 a.m. to 2.30 a.m. walk along the ocean. Yeah. Right? So we start on the ocean side, then we walk around to the street side. As we're walking back home, right when I'm getting back to, to my building, this cop comes around the corner. And they were in, like, an SUV. Okay. Right? Yeah. And I had headphones on, and, and I hate headphones that go into your ear. Yeah. Because they, they always fall out of my ear. Right. So I actually had the same headphones on that I have on right now. You know, like, like Bose over-the-ear headphones. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I was listening to Bare Naked Ladies, 
on my headphones, and this cop SUV comes over, and when they saw me, they didn't turn their lights on. They did not turn their cherries on or anything. Okay. But just for a second, he flipped his brights on me. Yeah. Right? And I thought for a second to just walk over and tell them, hey, I'm just going home. Right. But then I thought, I don't even need to do that. I'll just kind of raise my right hand, like wave hello to them. Yeah. And just head to my building because I had my keys in my hand. So what else did he think I was going to do? Right, right. Right. And so I just had my keys in my hand and I waved at the two cops and just turned and walked and they didn't do anything else. But I was thinking as I came inside, I thought, well, wait a minute. I'm lucky I was right in front of my building, right? Oh, totally. Like if you were, if they would have saw you, like not near the building, but like, hey, buddy, what, what are you doing out here? You know, like what are you, what are you doing out here, walking that dog at two thirty in the morning? Right, right, right. So, it got me to thinking that I know you have many of these instances. God knows I do, but there's so many instances where first impressions just change the entire outcome of any experience. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah. And you told me about, you know, when I told you about this right before we recorded, you told me you had a doozy. You want to jump into that? Oh, man. <laughs> so this this, this was a long time. Right? No, probably, oh, man, 16 or 17 years ago. Was quite, I, I, was, I was younger. I was, like, in my early 20s. And um, I went to the grocery store. And I'm pretty sure I was with my wife, but she wasn't my wife at that point. She, we were just dating. I went to the, we went to the grocery store. It was, it was kind of late at night, like 10, 11 o'clock at night. And we we're just getting like, I don't even remember what we're getting. I think we got like some ice cream and a couple of other just like snacks or whatever. And as we're check we're, we're checking out the, uh, the lady at the cash register, the cashier, she, she looks at me and she, she like grabs the ice cream and she starts going mine, mine. And she's like pretending like she's taking my ice cream away from me. And I was like, what? <laughs> really? Yeah. And she's like, "Mine, mine." And I'm like, "Okay." Like I'm, I was, I, did, I had no idea what to, what to say or do. I'm like, you know, I, I didn't know how to react. We cash out, and as we're walking away, I'm like, I think that lady thought I was like mentally under uh, under developed or whatever. You know, I was like, she, I think she thought I was, you know, slightly mentally disabled. Like, just by looking at me, because she, she was acting like I was kind of a kid or like, I, you know, like, oh, that's funny. You know, I, it was the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me. That's probably one of the weirdest ones. I was just like, that was crazy. Like, and I, because I didn't talk to her. I didn't say anything. I was just like, I didn't know how to react. And my wife was just like, what? Like, she didn't get it either. Or, you know, like, it, it was really strange. Like, you know, th- that is so, so weird. And when you mentioned that, Jonathan, you just triggered two completely separate memories about the same thing. Okay. Not about that thing, but about this topic that we're talking about. Yeah. One is when, you know, I, for those who listen to this podcast, they know that I am not a fan of cold weather. And when I am in cold weather, my left hand gets really, really cold. Mm, right? Mm. So I always tuck it into my pocket, right? Yeah. And so going backwards in time, let's start with the Sundance Film Festival maybe seven or eight years ago. That's in Colorado, right? Uh, it's in Utah. Near Utah, okay. It's in Park City, Utah. Okay. So I was at Sundance, and I was at their gift shop, right? Yeah. 
And, you know, at Sundance is in January, so it's freezing. I mean, just freezing. So I came in off the street, and I tucked my left hand into my coat pocket. Yeah. Right? And then I walked around the store, and after it got warm, I took it out. And what you know what I recognized after I took my hand out? Mm. One of the store workers started to follow me. Right? Yeah. Around the store. Yeah, yeah. And, and at Sundance, you have to have credentials, right? So I had my, like, uh, credential of being a, a business credential. Yeah. Of being there, like a producer's credential, whatever it was. Right. And I'm walking around with my credential on, and this guy keeps following me. And I'm thinking, you know, what, what is he doing? First, I think, because I always think the best in people, right? Yeah. First, I think maybe he's trying to help me carry something that I want to buy. Maybe he's being nice. And then it dawns on me. I get there. I buy what I'm going to buy. You know what he says to me after the experience? What's he say? Empty your pockets. No. <laughs> no. Because my hand was out of my pocket, okay. but my hand was closed. Because yeah. the natural resting... My hand's nat- nat- natural resting place is to be curled into a ball. Yeah. Right? He just looks at me after I sign my credit card and all that. He looks at me and he goes, okay, have a nice day. And you don't need to come back. What? And, you know, and I'm like, what? Because I've been going to Sundance. I've gone to Sundance about 18 or 19 times. Yeah. It's not like I've gone once. Right. So anyway... I leave the gift shop, and I was with my buddy Edward, and I'm like, man, he just told me not to come back. <laughs> and you know what, Edward? Edward goes, oh, dude, I just figured this out. He thought you stole something. Man, so so yeah, so he assumed you stole something and just said, don't come back because you bought something. But you know what's weird is if I bought a sweatshirt and a hat and a program and whatever else I bought. Like, aren't you going to buy whatever it is that you supposedly whatever, stole? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that was pretty weird. And then when I lived in Austin, when I was at UT Austin, I was getting my cherry icy at 7-Eleven. And I think I mentioned this before, but my mom used to manage a 7-Eleven. Yeah, yeah. So, so I have an affinity for 7-Elevens because I know how hard those workers there work. Yeah. Right? So... I was getting my cherry icy. I was a student at, at uh, UT Austin, and I just kept my left hand in my coat pocket. I get to the register, and the lady behind the register, this, this is what reminded me, because you said the grocery, grocery yeah. store lady yeah. behind the register. The lady behind the register looks at me, looks at my left hand, because it's in the pocket. Yeah. And she looks at me, and she goes, I'll give you whatever I have. Just don't shoot. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I didn't, it, didn't, it didn't register with me first, right? Right, right. And I'm like, what was that? And she goes, just don't shoot. I have kids. And I'm like, oh, my left hand. No, 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 I'm not trying to rob you. And I had to, like, get my left hand out of my pocket quickly before she, like, right. pulled before she, like, calls called 911 Right, something. yeah, exactly. Isn't that weird? Oh, my goodness, man. That, 
<laughs> well, it didn't help that you're also Middle Eastern, you know? They're just like, exactly. oh, man. And that's you know? part of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, technically, I'm South Asian. Oh, although right, the whole right. world thinks I'm Middle Eastern. Right, right. Yeah. No. Not that there's a difference, and I love all Middle Easterners, too. So it's, <laughs> it's all good. But, yeah. But, it, it, <laughs> man, that is crazy. I, I had some other ones that was, like, not, not as, as funny. Like, you know, when I was younger, I, I was always going to all these, like, heavy metal shows. I had a friend that was... He wrote for magazines who were we're constantly just going to shows, meeting people, and getting in for free, and it was it was a good time. But this one time, I was at, with a few of my friends were at a show, and this guy, you know, the shows are wicked loud, and obviously I'm blind. So when I'm somewhere that's like that, I'm pretty much useless to communicate with. And so th- this guy walks up to me, and he stands in front of me, and he starts like flicking his fingers, like he's he's like asking me, "Do you have a lighter?" And I'm just standing there. And I'm just like, like looking straight ahead, like I'm I'm basically looking at him, and but the guy doesn't know I'm blind because at, at, <laughs> at, at the same time I used to wear sunglasses back then, so I would wear sunglasses everywhere I went. I would cover my eyes, and got it, got so, it. So, so he, had, I'm, he I'm, just st- thought you're being a dick. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm staring straight at this guy, and he's got his hand in front of me, like flick, 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 and I, I didn't even budge. And my friends weren't saying anything because they thought it was hilarious. And so, so he walks away and he's just like, you know, muttering something. And my buddy's like, dude, this guy, and he told me what happened. He's like, dude, this guy is just standing in front of you asking for a lighter and you didn't even flinch, man. He's like, that guy thinks you're like the biggest dick in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that is really, really funny. And you know, you and I are not the only two people this stuff happens to. It happens to everybody. Totally. Totally. Yeah. it's not even a minority or disability thing. It happens to people just with mis- miscommunication, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. Or, or if you, like, make assumptions like that lady did. Yeah, and, you know, now that you're, you brought up assumptions, let me dive into a couple of other quick ones. So and I can't – I don't think we've talked about this before, but we've done so many podcasts. Maybe I've mentioned it somewhere. <laughs> but, man, I, I have – the weirdest experiences at car washes. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is so weird. And I love everyone that works at car washes. A lot of them are my friends. I know them by name. I ask about their families, but I got to tell you five or six times in my life, people have come up to me to either give me a couple dollar tip (laughs) at a car wash (laughs) Or to tell me that I still need to clean their car more because I didn't do a good enough job. And <laughs> the first couple times, I get angry, right? The first couple times. But now that it's happened more than a half dozen times, five or six, seven times maybe, now it's comical. Yeah, they good. come up to me and they're like, good job, good job. They pat me on the shoulder and give me two bucks. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, you know, I'll take you two bucks, but I don't work here. And, <laughs> They get so shocked. They're like, you don't? Right? Right. And it's so funny, Jonathan. And, and most of them just laugh it off and they apologize. They're like, God, we're so sorry. I'm like, no, nothing to be sorry about. But I don't work here. Right? Right. Well, I mean, what, what, what else is the little disabled guy going to do? Right? Like- yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, a couple of years ago, I was at my local car wash here in Redondo Beach. And... I'm just getting ready to get in my car. So it's not like most of the other times I'm waiting for my car. Yeah. So they see me standing around. So they assume that a guy standing around that's got a T-shirt and shorts on must work here. Right, right. Wait, waiting for the next car, right? 
So this time I was actually opening my own car door. So I was getting in my car. And this lady comes up to me and she's like, no, 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 no. You can't get in that car until you finish mine. You know, you, you still need to wipe mine down. And I looked at her and I go, uh, I got to go. I got to go. Yeah, because I was in a hurry. I didn't want to, like, explain it to her. Right, right, right exactly. And she, uh, you know, I had to get to a meeting. I wanted a clean car before the meeting, whatever. But I'm like, I got to go. I got to go. I started getting in my car. And she's like, you don't have to go anywhere. You need to finish my car. I'm going to tell your manager. You know, and she looks at me, and I look at her, and I'm like, I don't work here. And what really reminds me, what I remember from that very moment is she was not apologetic at all. Mm, mm. She just looked at me, and she's like, oh, okay, and walked away. Like, no apology, no, like, have a nice day, sorry for disturbing you, sorry for yelling at you twice, nothing. Right, right, right. It's just crazy, isn't it? Man, oh man. Yeah, it's just funny how people assume things like, you know, like when I first lost my sight and I'd be talking to people, they'd be like, well, well, how do you get dressed? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, how do you get dressed? You know, it's like. <laughs> how do you get dressed? Oh, do you, I do, love you that. Know, do, do you need me to help you when you go to the bathroom? I'm like, no. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's 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 just crazy what people like you know it's uh, again with like assumptions it's like you know another another time at a cash with a cashier this is kind of around the same time frame um, it's when more more cashiers were diligent about you know you signing things and right. uh, I used my like debit card or whatever and I I handed her my card and she ran it and then she looks over at my wife and she says can he sign this. Like she, she, like I, like I wasn't even there. Like I can't even, you know, speak to her. And she, she looks over at my wife. Can he sign this? Like I was yeah, just like, that, that's crazy. <laughs> but that's, that's crazy. You know, I probably shouldn't even say this because it's going to make me look stupid. But I always make myself look stupid, so I guess it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I was at Jonathan. I was at some event. Some cocktail party something right yeah and this lady she's in conversation with me and i can always tell that i'm in trouble when somebody feels sorry for me from the beginning of the conversation okay okay you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah like the whole conversation guided toward pity sure right sure and I'm talking to her, and I'm trying to be polite because I'm at a friend's party, but I'm also trying to get the hell out of my conversation with her. <laughs> right? And, you know, she asks what I do, and I don't even start with the whole, you know, writer, producer, technology thing at all. Yeah, I just, yeah. I'm like, I just, I just work on projects, right? That's all I said, to try to end it. Yeah. So we're talking, and she, she looks at me, and she goes, well, you know, you're doing really good. You're doing really good for yourself. And I'm like, thank you, right? And she goes, you know, not everyone's meant to be a parent. <laughs> I'm like, really? So you're not a mom? And she goes, well, of course I am. I said, because, you know, I'm a dad. 
And she looked at me, and the first words out of her mouth, she goes, you adopted? Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, no, my wife and I have twins. And she didn't say anything else, but the look on her face was like, oh, this disabled guy can have sex? <laughs> I know that's what she wanted to say. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? You just triggered my, my memory. And as I, I, what is, it's always cashiers, but it was another cashier, and, and we're checking out, and this guy's like, you know, he, he obviously you could tell us something's wrong when it was like, oh, uh, you know, he was like, are, you know, are, are you, are you, can you see? Are you blind? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm blind. And he's like, oh, he's like, that must be tough. And I was like, no, I mean, you know, so you get used to it. And he's like, were you born blind? I was like, no, no, I got in a car accident when I was 14, so I, I lost my sight then. And the guy's just like, oh, man, man, I, I couldn't even imagine that. He's like, man, I, I'd kill myself. <laughs> I was just like, thank you. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I'd kill myself. I couldn't Man, believe it. I was like, I was like, this guy's practically telling me I should have, you know, like he's saying he'd kill himself. So he's like, "Man, I, I don't know how you live, dude. You know, like you, you can't see. Like, how do you do it? You know, I was like, oh my goodness. That, you know, it's like, it's like I kill myself, but have a nice day. Here's your, here's your receipt. It was crazy. I was just like, man, the things people say when you have kind of like that one minute interaction with someone, you know, and you're never gonna see him again or whatever, and. In his mind, he's probably, like, being nice or apathetic or whatever. Like, oh, man, I had to kill myself. I don't know how you do it or whatever. But it, it didn't really come out that way, and it was just – it was hilarious. You know, it's just like, wow, all right, dude, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really interesting. And, you know, I think we've mentioned uh, what I'm about to say uh, briefly in the past. But what I found what's happened the last several weeks – or actually just not several weeks, the last two weeks since the girls have been in school – Yeah. Is – the kids are a year older now, right? Yeah. So more kids are asking about my disability. Right. And my girls are now learning. Because, you know, when kids are young, as you know, when kids are young, they don't know any different. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or they don't know to ask why it's different. Right, and, right. And as they get older, now the questions are pouring in, right? Totally. And, and, and Zoe's like, Dad, I don't want to talk to one of my friends anymore because she said you have an ugly foot and you walk weird. <laughs> and I'm like, but Zoe, sweetie, I do have an ugly foot and I do walk weird. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but that's not very nice. I said, you're right. It's not very nice. But, you know, it's kind of weird, Jonathan. I was going to ask you this. How do you deal with it? Because if I tell her, I don't want to say never talk to your friend again because she'll have no friends within 10 days, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I also don't want to say, you know, don't stand up for your family. Cause there's got to be a balance somewhere, right? How do you deal with it? Uh, I think I think my kids have a pretty good, like, sense of humor. And, like, they always, you know, I'm always joking with them and stuff. So I think they can, even when they're at a younger age, like, I think they sort of brush it off because they're just like, you know, you don't really, you don't know who my dad, you know, like, because, uh, you know, with me, when I, if I meet kids, you know, younger kids, like five, three, around that age, maybe six or seven, maybe six or seven, but, you know, kids can be like sort of brutal, brutally honest, like to, to no fault of their own, you know, they, you know, kids will be like, wow, what happened to you? You know, like, because I have, like, some scars on my face and stuff, so they're just like, man, you know, what, what's wrong with you? And say, so, oh, I, you know, I got in a car accident, and, you know, and, and so I, like, I can't see now, and they're like, oh, okay. But, 
you know, I, w- I would say I don't really know if any kids are, you know, my friend, my kids' friends that have been like said anything like over the top rude, just more curious or. Oh, know. yeah. And, and I, I'm with you on that because I don't think it's rude at all. In fact, I'm totally comfortable with who I am. Yeah. So whether it's a kid or an adult, if anyone asks me anything, I just tell them. Yeah. I'm OK with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I just thought that was pretty wild. But. I wanted to dive into this today because I think it's just, it's interesting. It's the running theme that we have with this podcast, right? Yeah. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Totally, yeah. You know, and everybody does it. I'm sure you and I have done it many times with other people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So it's just really weird. That lady triggered it this morning. Just when she's like, I'm way too tall for you. Right? (laughs) Oh but, man! What was funny is how she started the conversation. She's like, "Give me a break." It's like, "There's no way." <laughs> I don't know. Anything else you'd like to add, my friend? Oh man, not like we could probably do, go do this episode for a few hours. So you know, it's a. It's funny to hear your stories and mine, and and like you said, I'm sure there's people out there that aren't even don't even have like a disability where stuff like that's happened. You know, they could be. Ju- you know, something could be assumed as someone just from the clothes they're wearing or a T-shirt they're wearing or a car they get out of, you know, like it doesn't have to, you don't have to be disabled. Like people, people make presuppositions uh, quickly, you know, when, when they take a look at someone and they think they got you figured out by, you know, looking at you for 20 seconds, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh, Jonathan, I got one more. One yeah, more. Yeah. Can I? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay. So last year, Lena and Zoe learned how to ride a bike, mm. right? Yeah. And and it was a big deal because my mom taught me how to ride, so I needed to teach my girls how to ride. Yeah. Right? And so after they really got the hang of it, then I said, now you guys are not toddlers anymore. You need, like, the next level of bike. Yeah. And for anyone that's been in my area, the Redondo Beach slash Hermosa Beach, Manhattan Beach area, Dude, I'm not exaggerating. There's a bike shop almost every other block. Man. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm serious. In Kansas, I can't even think of a bike shop. I think I had to go to a department store to buy a bike. Yeah, yeah. When I was young. I'm sure it's changed now. Yeah. But but here, there's literally a bike shop every other, every two, three blocks, there's a bike shop, right? So there's a lot of them in walking distance last year when we were in Hermosa Beach. Yeah. Because we were there for, um, you know, we had water damage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we the, in, the other, the other place you were staying at, yeah. Right. So we walk into this bike shop, and I go, I go, I'm here to check out some bikes for my kids. And they go, like, yeah, yeah, let, let's show you these bikes. And I, I, they started showing me some bikes, and I go, you know, I haven't had a bike in a long time. And the guy, he's trying to be nice. He's like, I can see that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then I'm like, I might want to get another one. And he just looked at me and goes, you want a bike for yourself? And the way he said it, I'm just like, I think we'll come back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we walked to another bike shop because there's so many of them. Right. And we walked into this other bike shop and I'm just like, Hey, I'm here to buy a bike from each of my two daughters, and I want to buy one for myself. And the guy's like, absolutely. What do you want to see? 
And right then I'm like, dude, you're getting three sales. Yeah. You're getting three. Exactly. Gonna... Exactly. And, and we bought three bikes. There you go. And the best part about that experience, he goes, you really need to ride to really get the feel of the bike. So he took the bike out that I wanted. Yeah. I ordered my bike in a different color, so I had to wait two weeks. But he goes, just take this model out for a spin so you know how it feels. Yeah. Not once did he question if I could ride it or not. Not even once. Yeah. Like, just go around the parking lot, enjoy, come back. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, honestly, that's the best way. I mean, why would, you know, why would anyone, you know, or, you know, I guess we can stick with your example. I mean, why would you come in and be like, hi, I want to buy a bike, even though I've never ridden one where I can't. Like, why, why would you do that? (laughs) You know, like, why would I go to a car dealership asking to buy a stick shift sports car if I didn't know how to drive one? Exactly. You know, it's just like... Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Why would I be a blind young man and buy two Corvettes? Why would I do that? Because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Who <laughs> did that that you and I know? Who bought two vets after going blind? I did. <laughs> Still to this day, that's the greatest thing you've ever done, my friend. Uh, no, no, that was that. That had to, that has to be one of the, the worst moves I've ever done. But oh, it's genius! It's absolutely <laughs> genius. But, but anyway, hey, we're in a jovial mood today. Today was a really fun one. So uh, on my end, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, me too. So if you want to download the episodes, you can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Also check out 59 Seconds of Cloud Nine on also iTunes, Google Play. And don't forget, check out toysaccessible.com. Again, that website is a place where you can buy toys that meet the needs of children with various disabilities, toysaccessible.com. Yep, and if you want to reach out to us, info at limpingoncloud9.com, info at limpingoncloud9.com. And, you know, I just thought of something else. Jonathan, Mm. I meet strangers every day in my life, and I will stay in touch with a stranger if they want to, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's put the word out. If you've met me in an airport on a plane at a sporting event or otherwise, and you're listening to this, get in touch with us. We'll put you on the yeah, exactly. That'd be fun. Definitely. That'd be fun. All right. That's it for me. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening and downloading. We'll talk to you next episode. See ya.